Well, hello everyone. Hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So as we move into our topic of healing, and you know, this is, as I said, one that is near and dear to my heart because of the fact that it's what I do. It's, you know, I'm a licensed doctor of chiropractic. Um, I am also uh, trained as a massage therapist and I do both energetic and, and spiritually based healings. So healing is, is my passion. It's my, my hobby. It's my love. It's my, my everything. So the idea that I really want other people to be able to embrace it and, and just enjoy it as much as I do. And in order to do that, first off, we need to get some of the, the technicalities out of the way. I mean, I promise we're going to get into the good and fun stuff. But what I wanted to start off with was a discussion about legalities. And that's why I'm calling this staying out of the gray. Because it is very, very easy for our enthusiasm about healing and healing work to you know, kind of take on a life of its own. And then we don't realize that we're kind of going into some gray zones because there are um, laws that govern how people, you know, practice healing, uh, what is it that they are doing and how is it regulated? So we're going to remove some of the, some of the issues around that. Now, what I'm going to be talking about is for the most part related to the California laws, but every state has its laws. So first off, make sure you find out what your both state and local laws are regarding your particular type of healing work. And it's you know pretty easy to find out. You can usually go to your uh, county website. You can go to the city website. Most often healing work is actually regulated under the police department because it would be considered a, a body therapy that would be under a permit. Now, there are that can vary from city to city so if you're you have a practice that goes you know like within a group of cities make sure you know which laws apply to each one some cities and like here in california some cities uh require that energetic work which would be considered massage has to be done with a permit and a permitting process through the police department and others do not count energetic work. Um, in most cases, you know, with me as a chiropractor, I am exempt from massage requirements and, and any of those requirements because I am a licensed, you know, doctor of chiropractic. And because of that, you know, it's basically viewed since I have to go through fingerprinting and, and all of those things that I am more regulated so um, I'm kind of given a pass on a lot of that, but there's a lot of people who aren't. And you want to know what it is that, you know, the local laws state about what you do. 
And I mean, it, 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 in most cases, it can seem, you know, really it's like, oh, come on, we're just doing energy work here. And that shouldn't matter. It shouldn't be an issue. Well, it's best to know what is an issue and what isn't. Yeah. Do not assume that because you're doing energy work or because your friend has been doing energy work and, you know, they haven't had a problem. I mean, you know, more than likely, it's not going to be a problem. The problem to that is that if for some reason, you know, the the focus comes on to you, you want to make sure that you have, you know, what you need to take care of set so that that way you're not going to end up getting in trouble. And the reason that trouble happens is normally as a result of a violation of the Medical Practices Act. Now, each state has their own version of this, but basically what it states is that the practice of medicine is a privilege. And it is a privilege that is given and regulated by uh, state boards, that there are licensing boards to cover it. Um, so the idea that somebody is practicing medicine, that's where that phrase, practicing medicine without a license, that's where that comes in. Now, what is practicing medicine? And once again, that can that specific definition can vary from state to state. Pretty much, if you are diagnosing if you are giving medically based advice, if you are uh, recommending a change or a, you know, a, a discontinuation of any medication, that's practicing medicine. And unless you are licensed, unless you are a licensed doctor of, of whatever, you are restricted in what you can do. I mean, even as a chiropractor, because chiropractors in the state of California do not prescribe medication. So we cannot go out and tell people, oh, you know, quit taking your blood pressure medicine, which would be foolish on many, many levels. You know, the most important of which is that you could get somebody hurt. Now, I know there's a lot of people who get a lot of information. You know, they go to seminars. They, they've been practicing a particular way. They've been doing things a particular way. And, and, you know, especially for medical intuitives, you know, those of you who are medical intuitives, I really want you to, to focus on this because this is really important information for you. It's important information for everybody, but if you are calling yourself a medical intuitive, there's some stuff that you are leaving yourself open for. And I don't want anybody to have a bad time. I don't want anybody to run into trouble. We need all of the healers in this world that we can get. And yes, sometimes we have to work within the system until the system changes. If, you know, the day that the system changes and we don't need to worry about this and we can just go and do our arts, great. The problem is, is that quite honestly, there are people out there calling themselves healers and, and practicing in a particular way that is harmful to people. And, you know, it really is sad because what it does is it casts, you know, sort of a, a, a suspicion on all practitioners, especially alternative pra practitioners, especially energetic workers. So, you know, when you are faced with a situation and, you know, and then it goes also into that place of liability. 
you know, if you're giving out medical advice, if, if you are saying, you know, it's like, okay, my spirit guides are telling me that, you know, you need to do X, Y, Z and that your condition is X, Y, Z. You have just diagnosed. Anytime you tell someone you have this condition, you have made a diagnosis and no, you can't, not unless you're licensed. And I know that this particular video is going to push a lot of people the wrong way. And if, if it triggers you, I'm sorry. And you are more than welcome. I'm in the chat room right now and you can log on or if, if this is the premiere of the episode, if you're watching the premiere of the episode, log on and, you know, go into the chat and I am there and I will answer your questions to the best of my ability and I can, you know, I'll refer out to, you know, for information. But, you know, and, and if you're watching this and it's, you know, after the fact, it's after the premiere, please put in a comment, send me an email, contact me, and I'll be happy to discuss this with you. My goal with this is to protect you, is to show you how you can do your work and you can be able to um, you know, get everything that you want to get, you know, to be able to give and, and support and do it in a way that's not going to put you or your practice at risk. Yeah, it, it can be, it can be tricky and you have to be aware if you're doing this as a business, if you're doing this professionally, then what you want to do is you want to make sure that you have all of the laws taken into consideration as any business person would. You know, if, if you know, you take off your healer hat and put on your business hat and say, okay, what from a business standpoint, what permits do I need? What are the, the implications? What insurance am I going to need? You know, there are now um, insurance companies that will cover malpractice for you know energetic healers for reiki practitioners and you know find out about those find out about malpractice insurance is that something that you're going to want is that something you're going to need well hopefully by the end of this video you'll be able to figure have an idea as to okay what is it that um best serves me in my work now one of the big issues that came out, you know, I mean, it's, it's been out for a while, but the idea of religious ordination as an umbrella and a protection from the Medical Practices Act, it is believed, or it was believed that if you were an ordained reverend, then you were free from the Medical Practices Act because you could say, well, I'm a religious person and I'm laying on hands and, you know, and, and that's a part of the practice. So let me tell you first, if you get questioned about that and you say, well, yes, you know, this is my religion and I'm laying on hands, they're going to ask you to show them where it says that in your religion. And this is especially tricky for those who, um, you know, go through like the quick reverendships of Universal Life Church which, you know, I, I have total respect for. I think that they do a wonderful thing. And, you know, as a, a leader, a church leader myself, 
the idea to, you know, make it available to people. And, you know, and, and in our church, we do try to make it available to as many people as we can. And making it available to our, um, hold on just a second, making it available to everybody who wishes to go out and wishes to minister and wishes to help people. So, silence. So the issue comes in where people were going and getting these because you could go online and in five minutes be ordained and often people would use this like if if they wanted to perform a wedding for a friend or if they wanted to you know officiate a funeral or something like that now some years ago a letter was put out by um brother daniel zimmerman who is with the Universal Life Church Monastery in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, it's basically a statement that, you know, we're talking about Reiki practitioners, but it can also cover um, other energetic practitioners are not necessarily protected by ordination. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to share like some of the highlights from this. There is an issue I want to address that Reiki and polarity and other alternative healing arts and ULC ordination. The church has long been aware that practitioners of alternative healing arts have used the ordination status of the ULC minister to practice their arts by utilizing the laying on of hands practice of ministers. This is a controversial practice. While it is clear that they are practicing healing arts and they want some type of, and in quotes, protection, and that is all they want. They are not interested primarily in religion, and that is sad because in religion they have a higher power to assist them, even if only the power of belief. The protection, if any, is there only if they are actively practicing their belief and not if their practice is the healing arts. Uh, clearly, this area, clearly this is an area where some states will want to test its law. We do not in any way protect anyone or encourage any individual to circumvent any law the laws are there to protect the public and we support every law and they go on to say there is no ex exemption for ministers of any law on the practice of medicine so individuals wishing an umbrella or protection need to reconsider their hopes in ordination because it is only their belief that they're allowed only their belief so um and he goes on to discuss the idea that um let's say let's use reiki as an example let's say there's a reiki practitioner and you know they're utilizing their ordination and and you know in our church we have we have healing practitioners we actually have that as a a a status a ministerial status is healing practitioners so yes our healing practitioners are covered there are protected and um, I made a point of wanting to make sure that that was clear but you know let's say in something that is like Universal Life Church or in some of the other um, practices if you're doing Reiki and you believe you're doing Reiki as your religion as your belief system then it, it's a little bit easier to attempt to defend yourself legally saying no you know this is my practice here is where you know my my spiritual tenets and it it has reiki in it if you're practicing reiki as a 
as, as a, a healing practice, it is not protected. If it is not the religion, if it is not the belief system, it's not. And it's not that whether or not you believe in Reiki, whether or not Reiki is your spiritual practice before considering it a healing practice. Now, one really good way to determine this is to ask the person that you're working on, you know, do you feel that I'm doing this as a healing practice or do you feel I'm doing this as a spiritual practice? Because the perception of the person you're working on is very key in this because more than likely they're going to be the reason that a problem happens. You know, if, if somebody for some reason had an issue with their treatment and they go and they say, hey, this person was was treating me and they said they were treating my gout or they were treating my cancer or they were treating. You can't do that. So, you know, there would be no protection because they perceived this entire this experience was based in the healing practice. So how do people get protected? How are people able to do these works now? Here in California, we have like such amazing people and such an amazing government. And California Senate Bill 577. And this came out in 2002. And what it's designed as is a way for energetic healers, Reiki practitioners, to be able to practice with certain agreements. Now, the agreements are that you know if you're if you are under this practicing under the protection of this senate bill uh you may not conduct surgery or any of procedures on another person that punctures the skin or harmfully invades the body now puncturing the skin for acupuncturists acupuncturists are licensed and regulated if you are a licensed acupuncturist you know you don't have to worry about that uh administers or prescribes x-ray radiation to another person prescribes or administers legend drugs or controlled substances to another person, recommends the discontinuance of legend drugs or controlled subs or substances as prescribed by an appropriately licensed practitioner. You know, the idea is that they want to make sure that the practitioner understands, all right, this is what I do. Reiki is amazing. I am a Reiki master. And so when I teach my students, one of the first things I teach them is, all right, here are the ways that you can protect yourself legally. Now, there is a form that you fill out, which basically, I keep putting on, taking off my glasses. Basically, the form is one where it's, it's a information and waiver form. And you would state, let's say, you know, if we're using Reiki, what is Reiki? And you would give the definition what Reiki is not. And under that, it would be your practitioner is not a licensed physician. Uh, Reiki is a complement to a healing arts services licensed by the state or i.e. it is a complement to more traditional Western medicine provided by doctors or nurses. So it's a complement to healing provided by licensed professionals. Uh, it does not require a license by the state. You talk about the nature of the services, uh, the theory of the treatment. Why does Reiki work? And it is, you know, a big part of it is that acknowledgement 
that you are not licensed, that you are not diagnosing, that you are providing a and an, a supportive healthcare modality to their standard healing, you know, practices with a licensed professional. I mean, it sounds really weird. And I'm going to leave a link in the description for you guys to, well, everybody can take a look at it. It will be for California. So I strongly recommend that you take a look at what is it that your state offers or, you know, and your, you know, for those of you who are in another country, um, you know, find out what your local laws are. I mean, in, in some areas, there are none, you know, you just, you just can kind of do what you want. Make sure of that. Because while, yes, this is important for, um, for people who are, you know, practicing and, you know, make sure that they don't end up getting into trouble and getting into trouble with the law or getting sued. It's also protection for the person that you're, you're taking care of, because I know you want to take care of them the best way you can. And it is very easy to fall into, well, you know, I've seen this a lot of times. This is what I think it is. And it takes a lot of training because it's very easy. There's a lot of times things will appear the same. For example, if somebody has a pain under their left shoulder blade, it could be a muscle spasm. It could be a, you know, either a dislocated or a, a misaligned rib. It could be a sign of an impending gallbladder attack. Now, the question is, if you're working on someone, can you with confidence say which one of those it is for an identical pain under the left shoulder blade? Uh, even I would not say specifically without having some tests, taking a look at it. It's like, okay, it could be one of these three things. Let's take a look at it. So the idea that, you know, I'm sure there's a lot, you know, and there's a lot more out there. There is, you know, it's like, okay, how would you deal with if somebody says, well, you know, I've got stenosing tenosynovitis. I would know how to deal with that. The question is for a standard, you know, energetic healer, they may not. So, you know, if you're saying, oh, well, that back pain, I know it, you pull the muscle or, um, you know, you are energetically experiencing something from somebody else. Yes, there are many, many energetic uh, possibilities within illness. And you want to make sure that if there is something that you suspect, the best way to deal with it, the absolute best way to deal with it would be, you know what? I really strongly recommend that you see your practitioner, your, you know, your primary care practitioner about this. Um, it could be a few different things and people may even want to, you know, try to get you to commit to something. It's like, well, you know, is it just this or is it just that? Or, you know, what do you think it is? What you should be thinking is you need to go and see your primary care physician. I would recommend it. And, and, Usually what I would say, you know, back when I was doing massage before I went to chiropractic college, if something came up, I would say, you know what, if it were me or someone I loved, I'd go get this looked at and always document at that particular appointment, 
you make a note down saying, you know, recommendation for evaluation by primary care physician. That keeps you safe. That allows you, and it also keeps that person safe. You know, it's, is a rash something really significant or is it just a reaction to a chemical irritation? It's hard to say. There's a lot of tests that can determine that. And you're not the one to make that determination, not by law. And frankly, I always get concerned when people get very specific and start talking to people about what they have, because there could be a lot of different differential diagnoses. And it, I, I saw the greatest mug. Do not, com, do not confuse your Google search with my medical degree. And yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of, you know, kind of, you know, taking a dig, but it's true. Honestly, you know, you can search up information and you can, you can be, you know, figuring out what it is that, you know, that something is, but honestly, your work is to allow somebody to be able to feel better and to be more empowered in what they do. I am sorry. I'm like trying to get this, my clock. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so um, make sure that you have your information. Make sure you have your protection. If you're in California, Senate Bill 577 is amazing. And the fact that there was actually a state law created that supports energetic healing. You know, I mean, yeah, we're considered very airy-fairy here in California, but... You know, it allows people to be able to have way more options. There are more people seeking out complementary sources of care and alternative sources of care than there are going to what would be considered, you know, mainstream conservative care. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of really good work. And I, I don't think that, you know, by any means... You know, there is any huge population of people who are out there, you know, doing foolishness or, or, you know, doing very selfish work just for the money. I think the vast majority of practitioners are out there because, you know, like me, they love helping people to become empowered and feel better. So really focus on that. If, if you want to have a healing practice, and I mean like a real healing practice, there's no reason why you can't. And with going through and and making sure that you know what the laws are, what is required of you, what is, you know, what are the responsibilities that you have as a practitioner in order to be able to take care of the people that you want to take care of and treat it like a business. You know, you, you need to, you need to treat that as if it is, you know, well, almost any other business, even though it's not, but I don't want you to, you know, to come away from this going, well, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I can't, that that's way too much. I don't want to do that. Please. It's not too much. It's not more than you can handle. And you are going to be able to help people. And the best part is you are going to be protected. And 
uh, things like malpractice insurance, look it up. Check out what's available for whatever it is that your healing modality, energetic healing. You can go and find uh, malpractice insurance that will cover you. Yeah, like I said, if you really intend to go into this as a business, if you you know want to make a career of this particular thing, then you want to make sure that you treat it serious. You know, and depending on where you are, yes, maybe you can just you know hang out a shingle and you know let people come in and just deal with them. And in a lot of areas, you need to be able to understand what are your rights as a practitioner and what are your responsibilities as a practitioner and i promise the rest of the month is going to be a lot more fun than this and it's not gonna i don't think it, it's as important because it is very important first do no harm primo non necessary and you know that is you know when they talk about the hippocratic oath and if we're going to really stick to that, and, and in fact, you know, alternative practitioners and energetic practitioners and spiritual practitioners, yeah, we need to follow that more. We need to be more committed to that. I mean, it's very difficult. You know, I'm, I'm a doctor, and if somebody comes up with a medication or multiple medications, I've got to go and look those up, and I've got to make sure that what I'm doing is in alignment with that. You know, maybe they're on a medication that is causing that one of the side effects is back pain. So being able to understand that and, you know, if you're if you're doing energetic work, especially things like Reiki, where it it is that channeled energy that moves through you. And we talked about that last time about how energy moves through you and out for their highest good for what ultimately serves that person. And later on, we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, Reiki specifically and, you know, that kind of as an example of an energetic healing work. And we're going to go through, you know, things like attunements and all of that. And the idea that whatever it is you're doing, you're coming from that place of highest integrity and you're coming from that place of love and you're coming with that from that place of good intention. And you can more easily do that once you got all of the legalities and, and all of that taken care of. You know, so make sure that you check with your local, you know, your local government. You can Google it. You can go on the website. You can check either the police department for permits or you can just, you know, check with the county. You can check with the state you know, your state as to what laws may be there to protect you. Maybe there are other states that have laws like Senate Bill 577 here in California. So find out, find out what it is that you can do. It, it's sort of like creating the container, you know, because, and we talked about containers. This is a piece of the container that you will create that will allow you to do your work and not have to be thinking about all of this. If you take care of it at the beginning, if you find out what you need to know at the beginning, then you don't have to deal with it really later. You know, keeping abreast of changes in the laws is good, but you know, you won't have to spend every minute going, oh, okay, am I getting myself into trouble? 
you know, the best way to avoid a trap is to know it's there. And this is an excellent way to know it's there. Now, please feel free to contact me if you have questions. You can reach me through my Facebook group, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. You can contact me, you know, you can direct message me through Twitter. Uh, you can contact me through uh, my website, you know, the-healing-house.com. There's a lot of ways you can reach me, and you can reach me through the comments. Those of you who are listening in on Healing House Radio, you can leave comments there as well. Uh, you can contact, you can message me through that. So if you have questions about this, please ask, you know, if you're having trouble finding out, you know, what the, what the, the laws are in your area, uh, let me know and, and I'll help direct you and, you know, help you figure that out. Practice wisely, practice safely. And the first thing you need to do whenever you do anything is Make sure that you are going to have the ability to be as effective as you possibly can be. And being aware and being knowledgeable about the rules that regulate what you do will help you be able to practice with confidence because then if you know the rules, nobody can throw them at you and it can help you stay out of the gray. So thank you for joining me. I hope this was helpful. And like I said, if anybody has any questions about this, or if, if you take issue with anything I've said, you know, please feel free to contact me and, and I will be happy to, uh, share your question. I will post your question and your comment and I'll address it. You know, I'll, I'll address it in the videos. So, uh, as I said, if you want to reach me, uh, you can do so through Twitter. You can do th so through Facebook. Uh, if you appreciated this video, please press like. And if you like what you see, then please consider subscribing. If you'd like su to support me at a higher level, uh, you can go to the Patreon link and you can become a, a sponsor and donate monthly. Uh, for as low as $2, there's $2, $5, $10, 50 and $100. And there are perks that you get at each level. And also as a reminder, uh, on the 29th, I'll be doing a special um, live stream that will be for Patreon sponsors of $5 and up. And if you join up, then you'll be able to be a part of that. It'll be sort of a, a Q&A with more advanced information being given. What I give is just I want to keep it basic so that every, it's accessible to everybody. But with the live stream, and I'm going to start doing those every month, there'll be a little bit more of an advanced work that will be available. So anyway, I hope this was helpful. And I will see you next week. And until then, and as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and class dismissed. <laughs>